Hey, Dr. Craig Davies at Chief Depth Radio, and today we are joined by one of the absolute legends in the field of golf fitness, Dr. Greg Rose. He is the man behind the Titleist Performance Institute and all of the seminars that they do around the world. He has lectured in almost 30 different countries, and his programs have allowed, I think, 20,000 different people to be kind of trained in the field of golf fitness. Uh, he is a developer or co-developer of the Selective Functional Movement Screen, also known as the SFMA. Uh, he is a 3D biomechanics expert, a strength and conditioning coach, manual therapist. He's an expert in therapeutic exercise, and he's also in the fields of tennis, football, baseball, and obviously golf. He is one of the legends in the field. This is Dr. Greg Rose. Don't miss it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Achieve Depth Radio. These are the leading experts in energy, nutrition, water, health and human performance, fitness and personal medicine. If you're looking to maximize your mental, physical, athletic and professional performance, these are the experts for you. Achieve Depth Radio, this is not what's now, this is what's next. Hello there, I'm Dr. Craig Davies. Welcome to another episode of Achieve Depth Radio. We're here at the World Golf Fitness Summit in Orlando, Florida, and I am sitting down uh, with Dr. Greg Rose, who's the co-founder of the Titleist Performance Institute and a man doing absolutely amazing things, not only in the world of golf fitness, but just uh, fitness and health in general. And, and Greg, it's a pleasure to have you on today. Thanks, buddy. Thanks yeah. for having me. Absolutely. So obviously we're here, we're at the World Golf Fitness Summit. I don't know how many of these you've done now, but it feels like probably around 10. So we, I think our first one was 2006, and we go every two years. So what is it? Where are we at right now? So uh, 18. Six of them. Yeah. Six of them. You're yeah. Right. You're right. Yeah. yeah. So I, I remember. Maybe I'm not. I'm right on this. It's 2006. That was the one at Coronado Springs, That's exactly right? You're right. Yeah, exactly I remember right. going to that one. That was yeah. fun. Yeah. And uh, seeing. You, some, how many have you spoken at? This is my third. Okay. Nice. Yeah. All so right. it's always it's always a pleasure to be here. And Thanks you know, for, thank you for being here too. Oh yeah, no yeah. problem. It's yeah. it's been great. You know, there's so many interesting people that you meet at an event like this. Yeah. Um, and some people, you know, you've never I've never heard of them. They're not directly in the world of professional golf, which right. is where I spend right. most of my time. But right. uh, they're doing amazing things back at home in their and, communities. You know, one of the things we do is we we scan all the sport performance, rotational sports, specifically looking for like, what's the chatter out there? Who are people doing some amazing things like from the baseball world or the tennis world or even from the lacrosse world? We had, you know, uh, some of the some of the top performers. I feel like rotary athlete performers, we can steal so many things from them, right? Yeah. And apply it to our golfers. Absolutely. That's kind of how we look at it because sometimes you do get stuck in your bubble. You, you know definitely I mean? do. Yeah. You definitely do. And, you know, for those who don't realize because not everyone who's um, going to be listening to this podcast is from the golf world it just so happens because we're here we're taping a lot of golf uh, substance yeah but you know if we if we break it down and we look at golf fitness as it's kind of evolved since you know Gary Player and Greg Norman and all those yep. guys leading into Tiger there really wasn't now obviously this is pre-web as well yep. the web had a huge influence but you know when I first got into golf fitness in a 2000-ish, uh, back in Toronto, there wasn't a lot of information on it. You know, I, I looked at guys, um, some of the guys who were researching out of the University of Calgary who'd put out some stuff, and there wasn't a lot, well, you know? But then you guys came people, out. People research things they believe in. I'm yeah. not even sure if there was a belief that it mattered back yeah, then. No, absolutely. <laughs> right. you're, you're totally right. I mean, we, I always say, nowadays, 
it's so different for people starting in than when you and I kind of, it was yeah. basically, nowadays it's, they want to know if you know what you're talking about with golf, health and fitness. Before they wanted to know why they had to do it. Yeah, no, that's It's a true. different conversation now, yeah. right? So we had the, you know, it started with guys like Frank Stranahan way back in the day and then Gary Player, but they were the oddballs. I mean, Brad Faxon told me a story when he first started on tour, Chichi Rodriguez came over and put his arm around him and said, son, I'm going to give you a tip that's going to make you sadder forever. And he pointed at the new trailer, the medical fitness trailer, I think it was Sentinel Hospital, and he said, stay out of that trailer if you want to be on tour forever. <laughs> and Brad's you know, been a workout fanatic his whole life, but it's just the culture was so different back then, and it really wasn't until, I mean, honestly, I, there was the Faldos, like you said, the Gary Players, but when Tiger Woods came on in 1996, yeah. you know, that's when I started, 1996. It was just timing. People yeah. talk about success with how important timing is. If it wasn't for Tiger, I don't think any of this would have happened. Oh, no, there's absolutely no question. Yeah. You know, I had the, the opportunity to work with Tiger for a little bit yeah. uh, when he was still living in Orlando, yeah. and I thanked him at that time, not for the opportunity to work with him when we did, right. but it was for the opportunity to work with pretty much everyone that I worked with because right. I wouldn't have done that if 100%. it wasn't for him. He put it on the map. Yeah, sure. no question. And then, so I remember coming down to Coronado Springs for that first seminar, and I think you had guys like Randy... Yep. Uh, and a few of those other guys speaking at that time. And one of the things I've seen since that point mm -hmm. is the progression in the material that is being taught and explained at events like this. So if you look at 2006 to say now, let's just call it 10 years, even though it's a little bit yep. more. The topics, although there's some fundamental similarities, yep. we are way further into... Um, the various sciences that go into Absolutely. building a better athlete. You know, I, I always say this, when people start to realize something matters, right? So they're like, you know, now you look at the PGA Tour and the LPGA, you can just see the athletes, right? Yeah. And when the athletes see that, they understand how important it is for their success. They're going to invest in it with their yeah. time and money, right? And, and the data science world starts getting interested, too, to try and figure sure. out what exactly should we be doing. Versus, I don't need to convince you anymore, and I need to figure out what's the right thing to do. And when the data science world opens up, it, it's amazing you know, what we can learn. And I always say that it's funny, if you look at all sports, I really believe at this point in time, golf and maybe Formula One are the two sports right. that probably do more data science than anybody. And I, I yeah. say that because you know, we, we do work, we have a station at the NFL Combine, we have a station at the NHL Combine, we, do, we have trainers in all MLB and all the different sports. But most of the sports around the world are driven by owners. Yes. Owners spend money yeah. on players, not on taking care of them or development or research. Nope. Formula One, golf, they're kind of driven by manufacturers who are into research. Yeah, that's true. Right? Good point. So they're trying to develop the best products. And because of that, we get some really cool data science. You know, so yeah. they go through and they're trying to figure out what's the best club and orientation. We get a track man that, come, that evolves from this. And you start getting this yeah. information. And that, that, that data has opened up so much information in our world, the health and fitness world, because we used to be able to evaluate them on a table but we couldn't really tell what they were doing when they were swing a club. Yeah. Now we can look at what they actually do when they swing versus what they do on the table, correlate those, and it's just made our life so much easier. And we've got yeah. guys like now, like look at Kyle Bodie from Driveline who was speaking here. I mean, it's just bleeding into the other sports like baseball. No, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot, of, a lot of athletes. You know, one of the things about athletes in general, a lot of them on their downtime like to play golf. Yeah. Right? So... They, I've had a lot of athletes from other sports who've come to me because of what I do in golf. Absolutely. You know, which I find quite interesting. But, you know, you can talk about the Tiger effect and you can talk about some of these other things that have happened to create 
a presence in the golf fitness industry and, and in that world. But the reality is, and I was talking to Jason Glass and Mark Blackburn earlier, mm-hmm. and I forget the numbers, but I think Jason might have said it was like 20-something thousand level one TPI. 22,000. 22,000. So... Would you ever have thought there'd be 22,000? No. It's crazy. Because I couldn't even find yeah. another one right, when exactly. I started. There was nobody else <laughs> neither, doing it, right? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, there's that whole, where they talk about herd immunity. But in this case, yeah. when you have a herd of people now who are in this profession or this industry, it just by default creates more awareness of it and it creates that snowball effect, right? 100%. So you, and that's why it gets better. Because yeah. And the 22,000, we have some really smart people. Oh, no doubt. Come in, and it just, the product just keeps evolving, evolving. And it's like we had somebody, we were doing a level three workshop here before the summit. And somebody walked up to me and goes, do you remember this? And he showed me a manual from 1998. Oh, is and that I was right? like, oh my God, can I burn that? Like, yeah. like, like literally it's, I mean, it's cool, but it's like, we have come so far Yeah. and it's, it's not, uh, it's this collective, we have 22,000 experts in the field of golf fitness now, and even people, new people coming into it. What we've learned over the last just three years is exponential what we learned in the first yeah. 10 years. Yeah. And there's, there's no question. And so I think, you know, everyone who's in this industry has benefited um, from the work that you guys have done just from creating awareness Thanks. of it, right? Yeah. Uh, especially if you look at just the average average person playing golf. You know, if they're going to look up something on golf fitness, odds are one of the first things they're going to look into is people who have a TPI accreditation. So, you know, we, we were really proud uh, last or earlier this year or at the end of last year, Golf Digest came out with the top 50 golf right, fitness yeah. And uh, on that list... There was 50, you know, incredible people, but 47 of the 50 are level one TPI certified right? at least, which is, that's pretty awesome. Pretty amazing. Yeah. So I, I think, like you said, I think, I think the world's changed. People understand how important it is that now they want to make sure that the person they're going to has been educated, has the knowledge, is in a collective think tank of, of, of a community that's always staying cutting edge. Yeah. That's the cool thing about us is, you know, we're... We know we don't know everything. We keep evolving. Every year, you know, our program changes. And I'm like, if it doesn't, I'm like, did you not learn anything this year? Yeah. Like, it, how's, how's that possible? Yeah. Too no much question. Cool, too much stuff coming out. Yeah. Yeah. And so how, how many different countries, if you even know that uh, stat, have you guys now done seminars in? So we have, like I said, we have 22,000 certified professionals from 64 countries. We lecture in 24 countries. Wow. We lecture in seven languages. We actually have manuals in nine languages. Is that languages. right? Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, it's unbelievable. So literally five continents, and uh, it's, it's amazing. I mean, we have, uh, we have countries that we do summers in that I never thought we would ever yeah. get calls from. But uh, it's, it's amazing with the game of golf, how, how far it reaches. Yeah. And the passion it brings all over the world, it's the same. Yeah, no, it's amazing. Yeah. So you guys have, like I said, you've made a massive impact in the world of golf. Uh, you specifically, as the spearhead, the driver of this engine, right, have done amazing things. But uh, now you're moving beyond golf. We are. Right? So can you explain to me some of the things? I know you, you had a seminar. I want to say it was in the summer, just before the summer or just after. I can't remember. In Orlando. Racket fit. Yeah. yeah, our tennis one. Tennis yeah. one. Let's, so, let's talk yeah, about that. I'll, I'll give you, some people don't realize a little bit of the background. Like everybody, I think, knows me from TPI, from the Golf Channel and some of the stuff we've done. But I'm actually, I actually have four companies, right? And one of the companies I didn't found, it was Great Cook's company, FMS. Yeah. So Functional Movement Systems, this is one of the largest certification bodies for movement, movement screening. Great, great Cook and 
Lee Burton and Kyle Kiesel and these guys started this company in 1996. Same time I started. Right? Yeah. They were in Virginia. I was in Maryland. So we all knew each other. We kind of piled around together. And they started with this, this certification for fitness. And FMS took off with Reebok University and all of a sudden started going crazy. And when we started TPI in 2002, when we knew we were starting this, I wanted to create an advisory board of the smartest people in the world, right? So I want to surround myself with people like you because yeah. I'm like, that's just going to make us better. So Absolutely. I, one of the first things people I called was Gray. And I'm like, Gray, I want you on my board. And I remember we sat down and I was like, listen, we want to create a, uh, a medical screen. And that's where I got involved with Gray. We, we, There's four of us that really helped develop the SFMA. Yep. When we developed the SFMA, we kind of merged companies and I became part of the FMS company as well, too. Yeah, very cool. So because of FMS, you know, FMS is, has a station at the NFL Combine, it's a station at the NBA or at the NHL Combine. We have trainers and almost every professional team out there, so we get exposed to a lot of sports. And a lot of the sports, the rotary sports, the hockey teams, the baseball teams are like, hey, we want to use some of that golf stuff that you're doing over there. And so, so we would introduce some of those things. So we at TPI, we'd have teams like like Tom House from the baseball world yeah. was at USC for a while while he was building his Rod Dato Sports Science Center. He didn't have anything, so he'd bring the players down to TPI and we'd do the motion capture. Uh, yeah, yeah. And and then uh, we would have uh, you know Drew Brees throwing footballs out of there. We'd have you know from football players to tennis, Pete Sampras hitting serves back in the day. There. So we we started collecting lots of data at TPI under yeah. the tiles because we had the technology, and then. You know, everything's going great, and then all of a sudden, one day, we get uh, approached by the United States Professional Tennis Association. And the USPTA is like, hey, listen, I see what you've done in golf. And what we did in golf, which I'm not sure if a lot of people realize, is when we started TPI, I was so used to working with Gray and, and working with, like, baseball teams. And, our, and when, you, when you get hired, and you probably know this, if you get hired by a professional team, the worst team is baseball because they yeah. have 300 and some players. If you get hired by the NBA, you got you know 20 players you got to worry about. Absolutely. Baseball is like 300. When I got offered to take care of Titleist players, right? I was like, well, this is going to be easy. I mean, how many golfers are, can there be? We sat down and basically the CEO was like, well, listen, we have 8,000 players. I'm like, what do you mean <laughs> 8,000 players? Nobody has 8,000. And they're like, well, anybody we get product to, we anyone's got to anyone who hits that ball, and a lot I'm of like, people I'm hit like, that ball. I'm like, that's impossible. We can't. <laughs> so that's why we kind of created the certification program because we were like, hey, listen, we want. We want our players to have somebody, but we can't take, eight, eight, take care of 8,000 players. So we started creating people that had the like knowledge to be able yeah. to do it, and we created this certification. So the USPTA said, hey, listen, right now we, we certify tennis coaches, right? But we don't have the medical and fitness people. Like, you guys did that in golf. Could you help us do that in tennis? And right. we're like, absolutely. Like, we yeah. kinda, so we basically, for the last three years, we developed a product for the USPTA, just like we did for Titleist, and we launched it this year called Racket Fit. It's uh, racketfit.com or racketfitness.com. You go in there and the first workshop is on the serve. We show you how to identify, how to anal analyze the serve, and then how to do a physical screen for the serve and put that body serve connection together, like yeah. we've done body swing yeah. for golf. And it's been going great. So we have racketfits going, and then you know, we had probably more baseball data than any other sport. So we've been approached by a couple of baseball organizations to do this, and I put together this incredible baseball uh, advisory board of experts. You see some of them here at the at the summit presenting yeah. from like Marcus Elliott to Cabo. And we developed something called On Base University or On Base U. Okay. It's level one is on hitting, which is pretty similar to golf, yeah, right? But we no have question. we have our own unique screen that we do for this and we have the characteristics we dissect and then in that level one it's for hitting for baseball or softball. 
Level two is we have pitching either for baseball or softball, and it kind of goes from there. So yeah. right, right now we have a very similar program to TPI for baseballs on base university, tennis is racket fit, and uh, probably shouldn't say this, but we're in development of um, uh, two other ones for other sports, and I'll, I'll just say that uh, I think there's a couple more coming. Right? Amazing. For, for, yeah. And yeah. what's cool about it is, is if you're a chiropractor, or you're, uh, I don't know, the majority of your audience is it more medical it's fitness? All or over. All over. All okay. over, yeah. So if, you know, I always felt like if you, you probably know this in chiropractic, if you want to be a sports chiropractor, right? We have something called the CCSP. Yeah. Right? Certified Chiropractic Sports. Have you ever, you ever gone to any of those classes? I have, yes. Okay. <laughs> well, maybe we want to say publicly on this, but I, <laughs> I think most people are a little, we're expecting something maybe a little different yes. when you go through that. I think it's more of like an athletic training program versus. Uh, so I, I agree. I have this dream that you know there's a real sports certification for medical or fitness, and when you go to the certification, and you go to that weekend, let's say it's golf. Not only do you learn how to interact with the golf professionals, work with the players, but you get certified by the governing body. Like let's say Tyler certifies you. You go to tennis, you get certified by the USPTA. And imagine if you went to like eight sports, and. Not only are you certified by all the governing bodies, but you actually learn the mechanics. To me, that's the real education people yeah. are looking for, and that's something we're trying to build. That's amazing. Yeah, it's that's cool. very powerful. I, I, I never knew that. I, I knew about your tennis one. You told me about the baseball one just yeah. before we went on air here today. And I'm trying to think because I struggle to find extra minutes in my day. And so I'm trying to understand. Obviously, you have a great... You must group. be sleeping. I mean, yeah, I don't you know. know. <laughs> yeah, like I don't, I'm trying to understand how you have... The ability to do this. Now, you obviously, it's not me, you've been doing this for a long time. You have a great group of people with you. I, the key, to, I'm, listen, if, if we're doing business advice here, if this is a business advice. Yeah, this advice, is important. The, yeah. the one most important thing that I tell everybody that I've done, which I think has led to my success, I surround my, myself with people who are way smarter than me. Yeah. You have to do that. I mean, if you think you've got all the answers, if you live in a bubble, you're going to die in a bubble. Yeah. If you get a bunch of people in a room that don't agree with each other, but they all well respect and stuff, and they all have your back. Right, like, hey, mm -hmm. we're gonna do this collectively, and you make it so it's win-win for everybody. I don't know how to lose. Yeah, right. No, that's, yeah, that's I works. totally agree. I, I find I, I do my best to try to be in situations where I am definitively not the smartest person in the room. But that's right? the whole point. I'm gonna you for it. And if I feel like I'm the person who's doing all the talking, yeah, then I'm missing a great opportunity. Right, right. right. I, I'm usually the person that's sitting there and listening, <laughs> yeah. and just taking it in. I, that's that's me too. Yeah, because. That's I know if I if there's a problem that I can't solve, the good thing about me is I know who to call. Right. That's yes. that's great. If you if you have that Rolodex, you feel like you can conquer anything. It's like so mm -hmm. it's like you know, in baseball I was like, I might not be a baseball pitching coach or I might be a hitting coach, but I know the best ones. Yeah. And I know that I know they think like me. Philosophically we have the same thing. Yeah. The body's important, the technical's important, and if I put them in a room, I call myself the juice extractor. Okay. If you've got some juice in there, I can extract it. You can it, take it out. Right? And just kind of present it in a way that makes it easy for people to understand. And I think we have an incredible group of presenters that, you know, you don't want me to see me presenting on baseball, I'm not a baseball, but I know the guys you want to see right. or the gals and, and we and we kinda of give them that opportunity and and they're amazing. They're amazing people. Yeah, and you know that's one of the things in it, whether it's sport world or outside of the sport world, when you're looking at business, there is a lot of people who are amazing trainers, they're amazing therapists. Yeah. They they yeah. they're very passionate, have an incredible amount yeah. of knowledge. But they're not business people and they don't nope. want to be business people. Nope. And they need someone like yourself or whoever who has that kind of mind yep. and, can, and the vision yep. to be able to put them in situations to allow them to excel. It's amazing the amount of people we have found like that. Yeah. That 
just just they just needed packaging they just they just you know it's I, there's a great book for business I always tell everybody to read called The E-Myth. I don't know if you've ever read Gerber's I haven't, book. No. There's a book by Gerber called The E-Myth. And it stands for the entrepreneurial myth. And just uh, you can read it one night. But uh, yeah. to sum it up, I always tell people when they're going to start their own business, you should at least go read that one book. And basically what they talk about is that there's, there's the entrepreneur, right? There's the manager, and there's a the worker, right? Yeah. The E, the M, and the W, right? And let's say you're the guy making all the bread in the factory every day. You're the worker, right? And you decide, like, this is ridiculous. The, the entrepreneur who owns the place is making all the money, but I'm doing all the work. Right. So I'm going to go for my own bakery. Which is, you hear that stuff all the time, right? They go do it, and they go bankrupt in six months. Because what they don't realize is you need a manager and entrepreneur in the business as well. But if you're the worker, guess what you got to do? You just got to hire the entrepreneur and the, work, and the yeah. manager. Right? You don't have to change. You don't have to go be that person. So I'm always like, figure out what you are, right? If you're the worker... Surround yourself with the two you need, and you'll be successful. If you try and do those, you're going to fail. Yeah, yeah, no, that's uh, and and that's a powerful message for because anybody uh, can own it. Yeah, exactly. the worker can own it. That, that, exactly, and yeah. people miss that point. Yeah, yeah, they miss that point, and it's very, very seldom that an individual is good at all of those. Yep, uh, but people just have this problem at admitting that they're not good at something and they like you have to you that's so key you it's like alcoholics anonymous first thing is you got to admit it right yeah like me like i am not a manager right, right? but i have one of the best managers clifton nichols our coo at, at yeah. and, and i'm like i we couldn't do it without him yeah right i mean that's but he knows it. he knows his strength and that's what he does and when you have these problems and i'm like that's why you're here man so, yeah. yeah no question it. well look at my house right in my house if i if i put the time into fixing the stuff that's wrong in my house. Yeah. I would be there all day. Yeah. And it would be worse when I finished than when I started. And I, I understand that. That's just not my forte. Yeah. 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 And, and so I pay people to come and fix that for me. And it's, it's, that actually is cheaper than you yes. trying to do it. It's yes. way cheaper. Because one, I don't have to put the investment in the time to figure out how yes. in theory it goes together. Yep. I don't have to put the re money into the, the resources to actually do the job. Oh, and, and then while, the while they're it. doing the job, you're actually making yes. more money doing your job. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's something, you know, uh, Foley, who's one of the guys I've stayed with a lot when right. I'm on the road, he had someone that did all the cleaning in his house and his yard work back when he was losing money right? because he still recognized that even though I'm losing money, I can still make a little bit you'll more. Like, you'll lose more money if you're doing that yes. instead of doing your job. Yep. Yes. Totally and you're going to be miserable if you don't have a passion for <laughs> exactly. it, right? Exactly. So, you know, how do you see yourself? When you, you said something earlier too, you said, yeah. you said, how do you find enough hours in a day? Yeah. I always give this advice too, is that when I hire people at TPI from, from a business perspective, if you're coming in for a job interview, I'm very, very open and honest with you. I am a workaholic, mm -hmm. right? I go, listen, I might not be as smart as you, but there's no way you're going to work harder than me, yeah. right? So everybody who works for me, it's going to be the same way. I'm going to pay you for eight hours. You're going to work 12 hours right. every day. I said, I'm going to be up front, right? Yeah. And the only way to do this without killing yourself, right? Because we're going to work more hours. and I, It can't be work, dude. Like, yeah. you have to yes. love this, right? So I'm like, when someone says go home, I'm like, oh, you're right, I got to go home. Like, like it's because I don't feel like I've ever worked mm -hmm. a day in my life. Yeah. But that's how I can outwork anybody. Because imagine if you did your passion and it's like, if you love surfing, imagine if you surfed 12 hours a day. Yeah. Does that a, is there a problem with that? No, and there that's isn't. The there, everyone's like, how do you balance your life? And I'm like, just do what you love and your life yeah. is balanced. And you know, that, sound, that sounds cliche, right? <laughs> yeah. But the reality is, think about how many people everybody right so yeah. if you look at our population how many people are amazing at something yep but society their teachers a lot of times their parents 
yeah. often it's the parents. Yes. Tell them that that is not a job. Correct. Right. And so they stop doing it. Correct. And they get stuck doing it. How I many guess. golf pros get into the golf business and stop playing golf? Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm sure Sean could tell you that all day long. I mean, yeah. that, that's it's it's. But again, if you're gonna win. I think you have to outwork your competition, right? Yeah. To outwork your competition can't be work. You got to love it. And that's and that's something that we're trying to do with our, my girls are only 6 and 8 right now. Yeah. And we are trying to allow them to experience and excel at what they enjoy doing mm-hmm. while getting enough of the basics of everything else that they just that's need what, to do. That's that's 100% what you should do. And it's hard because as a parent, you have this and I can see it with my dad and all these other parents you want them to do things that you think they should be doing. Dude, and my, that's not how it works. My daughter's 17, right? And yeah. literally, you know, when, when, when you're as a parent, you're going, okay, I want to do what's best for them. So every year I was like, okay, I don't care what you do. I want you to play at least two sports. Yeah. And she tried all different sports. And my, my wife was an art teacher. And so she was always doing art stuff. And, and I was like, I don't care what you do. I just want you to be passionate about it. That's it. Yeah. So we kept going from sport to sport. And she liked them, but it wasn't like, yeah, it wasn't you know, dripping by it. One day she comes up to me and she goes, Dad, you know what? I know we know sports. I, I want to play drums. And I'm like, drums? And I'm like, thinking as a parent, I'm like, oh, great. We're going to have to you know, bang drum. And I'm like, listen, Sophia, drums are really hard. And, I, I, and she says it to me like twice. And finally, I, we go into a, uh, a guitar center. I was okay. like, maybe play guitar or piano or yeah. something. We go in there and, and she sees this drum set. And she's like, I'm really like drums. And I'm like, I'll tell you what. You go to that drum set. You play me something. If you can play some of the drums, I'll get your drum set. And she got out there and she started jamming on the drums. And I'm like, wait, hold on a second. I said, have you played drums before? And she goes, oh, yeah. Well, our school has one and I mess around with them. And I was amazed. I was like, wait, so you just go out on your own and you go practice with them? And she's like, yes. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to get you a set of drums. Where did you get some drums? I, I got her some drums, <laughs> and she would play till blisters on her hands. Right? And, like, I'd have to say, listen, there's a time at night where the neighbors are going to kill us if you mm-hmm. have to stop. When you see that, you just got, you can't go, hey, there's no future in drums. Yeah. you got to go with it. Right? Absolutely. I mean, and it's like I love seeing that passion in her, and it's it's been phenomenal. Yeah. Well, think about how many... Lawyers. I would have never picked drums, but no, way. no, absolutely yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But think about how many people who are lawyers and doctors and you know these so-called yeah. professions yeah. that esteemed professions, and they're just miserable, miserable because that wasn't their choice. That was somebody else's choice for them, or they just thought, "Hey, this is what I'm supposed to do because my parents worked hard." And it's just like I've been to her like soccer games and her basketball games and her volleyball games. She started doing drums. Took her to. She was like, you know, I don't know how to get some lessons. I'm like, let's go look. There's this place, School of Rock. It's like a, now it's yeah. a franchise. You go there, and in like three months, we're at a, a concert that they put all the kids together. And she's up there, and I'm like, oh my God, it's like she's in a she's a classic rock fan. She's up there, yeah. and they're doing a Rolling Stones concert, Amazing. and she's jamming. And I'm like, I can just like, wow, she's one of the best ones up there. It's, yeah. just, it's people are like, oh, my kid's great. Your kid's not great. If your kid's passionate about something, then you're going to see greatness. Yes. That's it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, you've got, I'm going to come back to this in a second. Yeah. Because you've got people who I know very well who've been working for you, with you and for you for a long time now. Yeah. <clears throat> so I've never worked for you. And so I don't have the inner workings of, of what happens yeah. Uh, yeah. at TPI and, and obviously your other your businesses that you're dealing with. But, you know, you got guys like Jason and Mark and all those kind of foundation members mm-hmm. of core members of your program. You know, what are some of the things as a business owner, mm-hmm. right? Not golf, just as a business owner yep. that you find allow you to be successful to not only 
um, have people work with you for a long period of time and the jobs they're doing aren't easy jobs because yep. they involve yep. a lot of traveling and stress yep. and whatever. Yep. But they, they stay with you for a long time and that's 100%. a very powerful thing and something that I think as an owner of a business, yep. you might not appreciate how great that is that people do that. Well, I, first of all, it has to be a focus. Yeah. Right, so I, I feel like one of our focuses is are are people happy? Like, are, are and are we helping them the most we can? So, I feel like we we pay our instructors more than anybody in the industry. Okay. I feel like our job. I always tell my guys, I'm like, my job is to make you a rock star in this. Like, because the better you are, the more people know you. They, it's going to associate with our brand. Yeah, right. No question. So, like, when somebody comes on and. Um, let's say like Jason Glass, like, you know, I'm, I met Jason Glass because he came to a level one seminar, right? And then we have these speaking schools, like where, hey, I'm interested in being an instructor and Jason came to speaking school. And, and I don't want to say nobody, but I don't think anybody knew who Jason Glass was. But yeah. I saw him at this, this speaker school and he went through and he did something for us. And I, I remember sitting next to Tom Plummer and I do these little speaking schools. I said, Tom Plummer, and I'm like, what do you think of that kid Jason there? And we both looked at each other and we're like, future rock star. And I'm like, so I go to Jason, and I'm like, listen, I want, I want to be part of your journey, man. I just, I, I want to support you. Um, I, I think I've got an incredible product. I need someone who has the knowledge and the entertainability, yeah. if that's a word, to be able to go do those now. things. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I just want to promote you, because I think if you get the right people, good people, and you do something that makes their business double or triple, why would they ever, yeah. like, they, that's, we're doing it together. That's Absolutely. the key. I was like, listen, if you come work for me, and in three, four years, you decide to leave because you got a, an, an incredible offer. I'm like, I'm the first one going high five, dude. That's incredible. Yeah. Like, uh, if you know, if, if a TPI certified person becomes the president of the PGA, I'm, I'm that's, be, and that's not going to be awesome. bad for business. It'd be incredible, right? Exactly. Yeah, no question. And so I, I think speaking of that, Susie Whaley. There's there a you go. Whaley, I, I like that's just that's awesome. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you empower them. Hmm? Obviously, payment. Let's be honest, that it's definitely a factor. Oh, you get, right? listen, it's not number one, yeah. but it's really important that if they're up there busting their butt, they better get compensated for their time. It better be better than if they can make when they're at home. So I'm always like, yeah. what are you doing? Like, let's make sure that when you leave your office, you're leaving for a good reason because you're making double or triple that you yeah. would be in your office. Yeah. Or else, I don't even want to do that. I don't even want to ask you. Yeah. Yeah, I <laughs> know. Right? That makes complete sense. Yeah. Now, I, I don't want to use names. I, yeah. I don't even know if this has come up right okay. for you and your business have you ever had a situation where you've learned from it where an employee left who you thought was you know still tight strong with the group yeah and then left and it was yeah. afterwards you were able to look back at and say huh i wish i would have noticed that or that made you grow as a business owner yeah i think i think there are times where sometimes let me say it a different way i think there's times when fresh blood can really help yes so i think sometimes it's kind of like we just get used to doing something and, and sometimes it gets hard to, to see outside. It's like, uh, this is a horrible analogy, but it's like you're dating this person, right? Yeah. And all your friends are like, dude, what are you doing? Like, that's the wrong person yeah. for you, right? And, but you're too involved and you, you can't see it. And then as yeah. soon as you break up, you're like, what was I doing? Yes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, Absolutely, yeah, of course that happens all the time, right? And I think that, uh, so I, I always say, you know, just, just, ask the right questions interview all the rest of the employees because somebody can start to spot these things if yeah. there's problems right and and then there's the uh, you probably weren't asking this question but sometimes there's people who leave you and then let's say they leave you and you're worried about them competing against you right right uh, yeah that's that's one that's never bothered me like yeah. someone leaves me and decides to do something i first thing i go to them and i go how can i help you mm -hmm. like let's it's just you solve this with love right you yeah. just go hey listen i want to 
I want to be part of your journey. I want to help if I can help in any way. Blah blah. You realize you're not a threat. You're just you're you represent us. Yeah. You're one of our guys. Yeah. And that's one of the one of the things. You know, the threat of competition that affects in a negative way a lot of fitness facilities, a lot of gyms. Um, clinics. There are too many golfers to worry about competition. Yeah, and but people people are like, oh, you know what? I don't I don't want to empower this person too much because if, if they leave, then what happens? And you know where I started out in Toronto, a place called Totem. Yeah. They hired amazing trainers, like very yeah. good people, but they also empowered them to be able to be creative yeah. in how they ran so their important. own personal business. So and people important. would generally like. You know how trainers are. They, there's a turnover that's pretty high yeah. usually in gyms. Yeah. There's still people there today. I, I went uh, last summer. Give them a reason not to leave. Yeah, that's what and you're saying. they had the same people there from 15 yeah. years ago. Absolutely. And uh, it's like, and listen, if there's a better opportunity in there, if I can help that opportunity, I'm, I'm going to help you too. I'm, you're not tied down like yeah. you said. Like you said, Jason and Mark and those guys, they don't work for me. Right. They have their own businesses. Yeah. They're independent contractors that help present our product because I think they're phenomenal what they do. Yeah. Right. And I just want to be. I want to. I want to be related to their brand. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And that's basically how how we we all we're we're in this together. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, your six uh, TPI World Golf Fitness Summit right here. Yep. Okay. So you've seen, I'm sure, because I know I've seen it, a massive growth in this industry over the last ten to twelve years. Unbelievable. You have your thumb, your pulse right you have your thumb on the pulse of this industry yep. and so where where have you seen the trends where do you see the emphasis going in golf fitness in golf performance uh, over the next couple of years well I think I think there's this as we talked about technology earlier I think technology is allowing us to reach people we could never reach before right so from the distance learning world yeah from the you know, one of the biggest problems has always been assessment. If they're not in front of you, like, you don't want to just guess. You want to assess, right? right? So, but having somebody self-screen themselves has always been difficult to get reliable information. Agreed, yeah. So I think the world of, you know, FaceTime and, you know, Facebook Live and all these things. And, and now some of the augmented reality, some of the virtual reality, some of the uh, sensor technology, video motion technology that we might be able to in the near future, um, I, think, I think it's right now, we could take a player from Australia and you can be sitting here in Florida and go, okay, I want to screen you real quick and get very reliable data and be able to empower them in an experience where we could actually motivate them, which is always a problem when you're not yeah. from, from, from Florida, manage their program and it's like you're there, right? That's exciting to me. Cause I think, oh, yeah. I think, that's, I think that's really cool that how technology is going to help. I think the whole world of bringing juniors into the game is is there's going to be a lot of cool, exciting things on that to yeah. try and get us all involved in that world, too, because I think parents are realizing that we've got a technology revolution that's creating a sedentary lifestyle re revolution, yeah. and everybody's worried about youth obesity and things like that, and that's a great opportunity for mm -hmm. us to be part of the solution. Sports is a great way to solve that problem. Yeah, no Greg question. Cook was just talking about it. Instead of saying, hey, you got to get in the gym, why don't you get on the golf course? Like that's, yeah. that's a more fun type of exercise, and it's exercise, right? Yeah, and you know, obviously, a lot of my world historically has been gym oriented yeah um but i think one of the issues that we have is we think that spending time in the gym mm -hmm. is what health is but i think that time spent in the gym should be kind of like supplements and nutrition it's a supplement to a healthy movement-based lifestyle so you know you're talking about spending time on the golf course moving around doing things like that 100%. that's i mean what's more fun to 
to basically uh, do, like Gray was talking this morning, Gray Cook was talking about, it's more fun to go in the gym and work on a balance beam or go paddleboarding. Yeah, it's not even close. I mean, like, what do you think a kid's gonna like to do, yeah. right? And so if you have to tell, tell your kid, hey, you gotta go work out versus you wanna go paddleboarding? You know, I mean, yeah. I think we've, we've gone astray a little bit. I, I totally not, agree. And I think getting back to that's gonna be really key. And think about, you know, we're, we're gonna have to wrap up here in a couple minutes, but I think if you look at the overall impact of, of movement and training and everything else, when you're in a gym, it's very planned. It's very, like, there's not a lot of reaction going on to what you're doing. Very seldom, right? You might have yep. a, a yep. unique opportunities. But when you're on the paddleboard, you're, you're reacting to the waves. You're reacting to... We're all trying to create that in the gym. Yeah. But it's right there. It's a, yeah. You can go do that. And, and I don't, like I said, I don't want to say the gym's great. It's social interaction, do stuff. But if we're talking kids and getting people into exercise, I mean, that was one of the biggest problems with our sport in golf is people, kids were learned on driving range and they never got on the golf course. Yes. You can't addict somebody to exercise up without no. them seeing the passion and that's from hitting a drive of, yeah. you know, longer than you ever have. And, and I think it's almost like we're going backwards to go forward. We're gonna yeah. go back to old school fitness. No, that's, we're, that's we're trying we're to becoming human again. Correct. Right, 100%. go back to the human stuff. You know, I, obviously I could talk to you for a long time. You have a lot of gems, you have a lot of experience in, in the sporting world, in the business world, in dealing with people world. Uh, but you're super busy here at your World Golf Fitness Summit, so I don't want to take any more of your time. Oh, thanks for having me. But I'm going to um, include anything. I'm not going to talk about it now, but I'm going to include any contact details that you want okay, awesome. uh, in our notes. Um, but I just want to let everybody know I'm very happy to have had uh, Greg Rose uh, not only from Tyler's Performance Institute, but from seemingly every other sport in North America and around the world with me today. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Thanks for coming man. on. As always. Appreciate, appreciate it, dude. Thanks for everything you do. Yeah, thank you, sir. Injuries, headaches, back problems. We all experience physical pain in our lives, and the majority of that pain is caused by one thing, inflammation. At Luminos, we've created a safe, all-natural pain relief patch that directly targets pain instantly with no side effects. Just apply the Luminos patch directly to an area of pain. The relief can be felt in minutes and it will last all day. Go to Luminos.com right now and start living without pain today.